It was a lot of don'ts. That's what we grew up learning was don't do. It wasn't until we moved to here to Grace Life that we began to learn Christian life is not a life of don't do's, but it is rather a life of do's. Do serve, do give, do right. go, do read your Bible, do pray, be, do attend church faithfully. We are all saved the same way, but each of our stories are different. This is my Grace Life story a series of podcasts where members of Grace Life Church of the Shoals share their stories of redemption and grace. Here now is Senior Associate Pastor Matt Fowler. Well, welcome back to another edition of My Grace Life Story. I've got Brother Tim Martin here with me again. Of course, my name is Matt. I'm the Senior Associate Pastor at Grace Life Church of the Shoals. And we have a very special guest. At least she's special to a lot of people at Grace Life, but she's special to me because she was my play school teacher a really long time ago. And that is Miss Martha Griffin. And she is affectionately known to, I think, everyone here at Grace Life as Miss Martha. And so she is joining us today for our edition of My Grace Life Story. And so it is a privilege to get to have her with us here recording today. So, Miss Martha, if you would just start us off, just tell us a little bit about yourself, give us a few facts about who you are and what you do, and then we'll go from there. Thank you, Brother Matt. I was born into a family of 13 children. Wow. I did not grow up in a, uh, a family that went to church. Uh, rather, my dad was an alcoholic. I was in the middle of those 13 children. <laughs> uh, I did work my way through school. I was the first one of all this bunch to graduate. Wow. How about that? Yeah. And then I started work at the telephone office in Decatur. I was a telephone operator for four years. So was Decatur where you grew up? Hartzell. Hartzell. Okay, Hartzell, Hartzell, Alabama. Gotcha. Yep. When I was 20 years old and I met Ronnie, my husband, he was 23, and we got married soon after. Neither one of us had—Ronnie knew a little bit about church and had grown up a little bit in church, but um, we really didn't know anything about it. Hmm. So a friend that— worked with Ronnie, invited us to a Baptist church like three years after we had been married. I'd already had one child and was expecting the second one. This was a Baptist church in Hartzell. We learned, oh my goodness, so many things at that <laughs> church. And we, we would say to each other, well, where have we been all of our lives? Why haven't we heard this before? <laughs> and we got to wondering, does our, does our parents know all of this? And, right. you know, sure. But uh, really, there was just no one in either family that Ronnie and I could look at and pattern our life after. There was just no one. Mm. So from day one of going to that Baptist church— we both knew that that's what we needed, and that was what we wanted, and that was what we wanted for our children. Right. So we, we didn't stop. I'm telling you, we, we were just like magnets drawn to that church. And uh, now I realize it was God's doings, Amen. but back then I didn't know, you know. Right, right. All We had four children there. Uh, all of us were saved in that church after I had uh, 
been going for a while and had begun to learn so much, I would say I asked God, Jesus, to come into my heart, and he did. And uh, Ronnie thought he was saved, but later Ronnie got saved. Hmm. All four children were saved there. Amen. So that church was an independent Baptist church. What we learned at that church was you don't do a lot of stuff. <laughs> so give us give us some examples, Miss Martha, of okay. things you learned not to do in that church. Okay. We were not to wear pants. You, you, she just to clarify, Miss Martha does have pants on here. It's not a dress in our podcast today. So Oh we were not supposed to mix bay mix swim. Movies was out of the question. Of course, you don't cuss and drink and smoke. Those were, you know, we already knew those things. Right. But it was a lot of don'ts. That's what we grew up learning was don't do. Okay. It wasn't until we moved to here to Grace Life that we began to learn Christian life is not a life of don't do's. But it is rather a life of do's. Hmm. Amen. Do serve, do give, do right. go, do read your Bible, do pray, hmm. do be, do attend church faithfully. Right. You know. Yeah. The next thing, then, my husband Ronnie was transferred to Tuscumbia Post Office, and we would leave Hartsell at eight thirty and travel over here with four little children. It was important for us to find a church home. We found a church. We found this church before we found our house to live in. Okay. So so how, how old were your kids at this point in time? About about what year was that that you guys that would be transferred over here? 78. Okay, 78. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good while ago. Yes, yeah. 40, 44 years. Wow. Yeah. So you guys found your church before you actually found anywhere to live right. here in the Shoals. right. So. Amen. That's right. How old were your kids at this point? The youngest one was five, and the oldest one was probably 14 or 15. Okay. All right. Okay. We found this church by—we had visited another church in the area, Tuscumbia, and the preacher made mention that this church, which was First Baptist at that time, had singers from Jerry Falwell's church, and we were familiar with Jerry Falwell, okay, and right. so Ronnie said, let's find that, and so we found where this was, so next Sunday we would know where to come. Right. Yeah. So, again, we were used to no pants, you know, no, don't do this and don't do that, you know. So when we moved to this area, we really thought we were going to be a great asset to this church. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we came for a while, and Ronnie said, this is it. And said, we're going to join this church, but said, now, you're not wearing pants. Said, don't start like that, you know. <laughs> All so. right, so let, let's rewind a bit, though, Miss Martha. So take me back to that, if, if you can remember like that first Sunday when you guys visited, of course, we were First Baptist and Muscle Shoals then. I mean, what what was that first Sunday like? Did you guys attend like a Sunday school class? Did you just come to the service? What, what was that like, that first visit here? No, we attended uh, Sunday school, and then we came back for training union hour that night. Okay, that was at 5 o'clock, I guess, that was right? At five that was o'clock. the old traditional training union That's time. Right. I got you. 
And we were so excited. It was like about 125 members at that time, I'm thinking. It was something like that. And we were so excited. And that night, Brother Bob was preaching the training union hour. Mm -hmm. And we loved training union hour. It was like another Sunday school to us. Sure, sure. And we loved it. And so that Ronnie had already said, no pants, now don't start on that, you know. <laughs> and so that night, Brother Bob preached on, God looks on the inside, man looks on the outside. Hmm. Oh, Ronnie grabbed my hand and squeezed my hand, and we both looked at each other like, law, we didn't even know that verse was in Scripture. <laughs> right. You know? So that was different. That was something oh, that you guys had not really heard that's up to right. that point, right? That's so, right. Wow. Hmm. How about that? And now, the church had already been going on since 1977. So Yeah, it was like about two. Was, was this building, was the building here at that point? The, the yes, old the building okay. was here. So it was like brand new. At brand that new. Point. There yeah. was nothing upstairs because Ronnie helped with that, yeah, along okay. with yeah. Brother Jeff working on that yeah. part. Right. Yeah. So when... When Ronnie, when Brother Bob gave us that verse, oh, it was like it started our heads spinning. <laughs> so Ronnie said, okay, now no, no pants. And so, okay, here we go. So we began to learn so much here. Spiritually speaking, we were in a rut and we didn't know it. Hmm. We thought that we were going to help out a church. You right, know? We right. didn't do all these things. For instance, we worked on a bus route, Mm -hmm. and we had mission program, and we were so used to that, but First Baptist didn't have that. Right. And we really missed it, and after we had been coming about a year, Ronnie said, you know, something's wrong. What what are we missing? And then that's when we discovered it's the bus route Mm -hmm. and the mission work that we missed. So... As we talk about it, and it several times, we almost left the church simply because of that. Hmm. But at the same time, Ronnie and I were growing so, learning a bunch of do's mm-hmm. rather than don'ts, you know. And so we were in a couple Sunday school class during that time, and we'd been here 10 years at that time, of course, after Brother Jeff came in, we we knew then why God would not let us move because Brother Jeff was going to introduce us to missionaries. Right, and right. we were we loved that. Yeah. So, and and Brother Tim, you may know this too. But what year did Brother Jeff kind of become pastor? Or Miss Martha, you might remember that. Well, Brother Bob left at the end of '88, okay. so Brother Jeff became the interim in November of '88, okay. and became officially the senior pastor in April of '89. Gotcha. So, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. So, so Miss Martha, let me let me ask you this: What were your first impressions? Brother Bob obviously had been here, and the Lord had blessed his ministry, and now you got a young. Brother Jeff, I remember seeing some of those pictures with the curly hair and things of like that. What, what were your first impressions of, okay, now Brother Jeff is, is the interim, and now he's the senior pastor? What was that transition like? It was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, we, we didn't know where we were going right. from, you know. Right. But Brother Jeff had been here, and we didn't know, you know, what Brother Jeff was like. Right. And I was on the pulpit committee, 
And as we began to pray, oh, my goodness, it was just like God kept pointing us to Brother Jeff. You know, we'd go and visit somewhere else, but we'd always come back and compare what we had heard and, and what we really didn't know for sure to Brother Jeff's character and his right, life right. that we did know. Sure. You know. So, so, so who else are there? I think there are still a few people that were on that pulpit committee that are members yes. here at Grace Life. Who, who else Donna, was on that? Donna Bradley. Okay. She and right. I were the two women. Okay. And I went to Brother Bob and I said, oh, I'm sure the pulpit committee made a mistake. They meant to put Ronnie's name, not my <laughs> name. <laughs> oh, I man. said, Brother Bob, I've never heard of a woman being on. He said, Martha, can you pray? That's what he asked. Right. And I said, yes, I can. He said, that's why you're on it. Yeah. You know. Amen. That was it. Amen. You know, yeah. He's on it. So we've been here about 10 years, and it was a cold December day. And I called Ronnie up at the post office and said, Ronnie, don't you think it'd be okay if I wore a pair of pants today to play school? <laughs> oh, <laughs> And he said, well, I guess so. <laughs> so I started wearing jeans to play school. Okay. Now, what year did the play school start? Now, before, as I ask that question, let me elaborate on that a little bit. Miss Martha has been teaching a play school here at Grace Life Church for ages threes, fours, and fives. You know, sometimes it varies a bit. But as I said, I was a, a graduate, am a graduate of Miss Martha's play school. And she just informed me before we started here that this upcoming year will be 42 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so how long had you been at First Baptist Grace Life before the play school got going? Only two years. Okay. So Only that was pretty quick. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was that your idea or did Brother no. Bob come to you and say, we need a play school? How no. did that work? It was Cheryl's idea okay. because Brett was fixing to go to kindergarten and she wanted him to have something. And way back then, uh, there, there wasn't so much for right. preschoolers. Right. You sure. know, now it is a lot. Right. But uh, she came to Cheryl. I had worked with Cheryl in children's church and nursery. And so she came to me and asked me. Had I ever thought of? I said no. I never thought about that. <laughs> well, let's clarify. That's Cheryl Pittman, Brother Bob's wife. For that's folks right. listening who don't yes. know, who yeah, is. yeah. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, when Cheryl mentioned it, I just thought, well, I do need two hundred dollars a month. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, and so the my, Lord was going to provide it through play school. That's right? exactly right. I understand. Our four children were in a Christian school. And that was like another house payment. Right, I bet. You know. Yeah. And so uh, we we went to Brother Cheryl and I talked, and I said, well, who who would help me? And she introduced me to Judy Yarber. I did mm. not know Judy Yarber at that time. When I think back to how God put us together when we didn't know each other, you know. But we went and talked to Brother Bob, and he, Brother Bob was so good and kind about it. He didn't mind us starting this, but he wanted nothing to come through the church office. Right. You know, right. who's going to take care of all this and who's going to do this and all? And I said, well, Lord, at that time I hadn't thought about all them things. Right, you know? right. And uh, <laughs> so I said, Ronnie and I will. We'll take care of it. And we did all those years. Hmm. But after we had been coming like 10 years or so, uh, we were in that couples class. And we were studying, I can't remember who was the teacher, but we were studying Lot been down in Sodom. Mm. 
And the question came up, how long do you think Lot was down in Sodom before he started acting like those people? Well, of course, it was just quiet in the class. And I held up my hand, and I said, 10 years. <laughs> oh, they, they said, where did you find that in Scripture? Where is that in Scripture? You know? And I said, it's not in Scripture, but that's how long it took me. Wow. To start acting like you people. <laughs> oh, uh, but it's just amazing at the work that God has done in our hearts hmm. through now Grace Life. You know, Ronnie and I forgot about the bus ministry and we just got on board when Brother Jeff started off with Bill Bore up all those years ago. Mm, I remember that yeah. a long time ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and we just loved it, and uh, we'd just grow from it, you know, and just get involved and serve where we could serve, you know. Mm-hmm. So our four children grew up in this church. Now, we were all be- uh, saved at the Bethel Church in Hartzell, but every other than Ronnie was saved there. But every one of us have made a profession of faith since we've been here. Hmm. They, the children were younger when they made their profession of faith. Right. And I've got it down here. I think it was in uh, 85 that I had learned so much about what to do that I was just totally confused as to whether or not I had been saved way back there at Bethel. Hmm. And so I went to Brother Bob and talked to him and told him, and that I wanted to be baptized, you know. Right. And so I, I was. And then all of the children made another profession of faith here at um, First Baptist at that time as they got older, you right. know, when they right. got to be teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So what are some, uh, you know, you, you've been here almost since the beginning uh, of this church. And so what, what are some different ways that you've served? I mean, obviously, we've, we, you talked a little bit about the play school, and you're continuing to serve there. But uh, what, what are some other opportunities? Obviously, the bus ministry, we still don't have a bus ministry, yeah. but I know there have been many other ways that, that you and your family have served through the years. So tell us a few of those examples of how you've served here at Grace Life through the years. Well, nursery. I was a nursery director okay. for a long time. And I had uh, called up somebody to stay in nursery, and they did stay. And uh, when they went out and shook hands with Brother Bob, because he'd always be at the front shaking hands, he said, uh, well, where, where have y'all been? And they said, in the nursery. He said, "Lo, has Martha started taking the telephone book, calling people <laughs> because they were not members? <laughs> You're taking anyone you can get, That's right? right? That's right. Uh, but that was a blessing. You know, I went to Brother Bob and I, I poured my heart out to him about that. Here they would pay a youth director, mm-hmm. but they would not pay a nursery director. And I just felt like, I felt like they had it wrong mm-hmm. because if we can get the children to come to know God early in life, it's better than waiting till they're a teenager and right. that sort of yeah. thing. Mm. But Brother Bob informed me, nobody does it that way, Martha, and we're not going to start it, you know. So. <laughs> uh, so I served in that area. Right. And then a training union hour, I, I taught in training union hour for a long time. 
Vance Pittman was in my class when we used to teach eager beavers. <laughs> and, oh, it was so much fun. So I've taught, taught children's church for, right. I don't know, a long time. And then uh, teaching adult ladies, you know. And I always found out that my Sunday school class was a wonderful place to serve the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. you can find things to do in your Sunday school class that you can't find otherwise. You won't, you wouldn't know about them right. unless you were in a Sunday school class. Yeah. So I have thoroughly enjoyed. So did you teach, a, were you teaching a ladies class this last year? Yes. An adult ladies yes. class? What uh-huh. were the ages? What was the age group there? Do you remember? Oh, uh, like 68 to 70. Okay. All right. Yeah. How did that go? Oh, wonderful. And, and this is, and I hope you're going to answer in the affirmative, and I believe you will. But have you found that uh, that the 68 to 70 year old ladies still respond favorably to the Word of God and desire the Word of God as much as they ever have? Yes, I would say yes. Amen. Now there are some things that, like memorizing Scripture, there are some things that a lot of ladies feel like, well, I'm getting too old for that. I can't, right. you know. And I try to encourage them that, no, no, you're not either. (laughs) Uh, But, um, yes, reaching out to other people. mm -hmm. My Sunday school class has always been so good at that. Yeah, that's great. Well, what are some of the, in your time here from all the way back in the late 70s, obviously now we're at 2022 here, what, what are some of the things that you've seen change in Grace Life? I know that's a big question. But. It, is, it, it is a big question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the things that I have seen change has been for the better okay, and not the worst. Right. You know, I have seen more people come on board and, and help us out Amen. to where it used to not be that way so right. much. Uh, that's, that's it, I'm sure, is just people getting involved more. Right. Yeah. Yep. Tell me a little bit about, and I always enjoy asking this question, but tell me a little bit about how the preaching of God's Word in your time here at Grace Life has impacted your life and your walk with the Lord, Miss Martha. Oh, Brother Matt, that's a good question, and it has impacted. Uh, I'm telling you, I have moved from don'ts to a lot of do's. Mm-hmm. And I am so glad. If it was not for Brother Jeff's preaching, who knows where I would be today. Mm. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. But God has used the preaching of the Word so many times, time after time in my life. And, you know, I think back to when we joined, it was Ronnie and I and the four children, six well, today my big family is 24. Wow. And it is a joy to my heart. On Sunday mornings, I know where all 24 are. Hmm. And it is because of the preaching of the Word. Amen. Because Ronnie and I, as they were growing up and were teenagers and had ball games and all things, Ronnie and I was not real strict. With that, we right. did let them miss some, right? But we always stress the most important thing is God's word, you know. So it's just a joy to my heart today that uh, 
from this little family of four, <laughs> that 24 <laughs> are in church. And uh, I just love that. Yeah. I love that. Amen. So, yes, I have just grown. I've grown so much. It's almost like I wanted to do all over again, get saved all over again. <laughs> you know, uh, it, you just grow and you just learn all these things and you just think, well, where have I been? Right, right. Yeah. But Brother Jeff's preaching has just been wonderful. Yeah. Amen. Just just what I've needed. Right. Just what I've needed. Miss Martha, one thing that I've always been thankful for about you, and there are many things I'm thankful for and how God has used you in my life and the lives of others, but you always seem to to have a, a spirit filled with joy. Now, we know from Scripture that that's one of the fruits of the Spirit, yes. right? Yes. But, uh, I, I, you know, for folks that are listening that maybe are just struggling, and you've had some hard times as well. Your husband's gone on to be with the Lord, and obviously that was a challenging time, and there, I'm sure there have been other trials in your life, but... How has the Lord enabled you to, to fight for joy? Even in your senior years, you're, you're not someone who's gotten mad at the world and is just sulking. You're, you're going on and you're living for the Lord and you seem to be joyous about it. Do you have some practical strategies to fight for joy in the Lord even on into your senior years? Well, yes. And, and you know, that started out a long time ago, Matt, when the oldest son, Jeff, had cancer at age 10. Yeah. And, oh, my goodness, that really threw Ronnie and I because we were both in church with our children. And I told you I was from a big family. Nobody else, none of the other grandkids were in church or anything. Hmm. And for a period of time, Ronnie and I questioned God, why us? We're in church. We're serving you. Why? Right. But God spoke to my heart, and he said, if— you are giving me credit for everything that happens in Jeff's life. You're giving me glory. If this had happened to another grandchild, they're not in church. They don't know about me. Hmm. They would not have given me glory. Right. Of course, Jeff's story has turned out to be a beautiful story. Not yeah. everybody's turned out that way. Yeah, absolutely. But, and why I do not know other than just giving God the glory for it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, yes, another time that's been very difficult for me was, you know, 12 years ago when Ronnie died. I was a submissive wife, and I'm not bragging about that because I'm just telling you, that's it. (laughs) Uh, I, I grew up, even though my parents were lost, I grew up knowing that the man is the boss of the house. Mm hmm. And so when I got married, you know, I just, that was just it. Well, then when I got in Scripture and I began to find Scripture says that is it, that is right, Right. you know. So when Ronnie died, oh, my goodness, I just said, Lord, what am I going to do? Ronnie paid the bills. He did the checking account. He just did everything. Hmm. And I didn't know how to do any of that. Right. But God just... He just spoke to my heart, and he said, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. I will be your husband. I didn't know that verse was in Scripture mm-hmm. until after Ronnie died, and then I found that verse. And I said, well, Lord, you're going to have to work overtime. <laughs> <laughs> you're, uh, I'm your child, but now you're my husband. Yeah. But the last 12 years have been a joy. Hmm. They really have. I have seen God work in not only my four kids, 
of helping me to learn how to do checking account and that sort of thing. But uh, my Sunday school class ladies have also come alongside of me these 12 years mm-hmm. and have been a joy to my heart how they've ministered to me Amen. in this time. So, yes, I, I know I've moved from a bunch of don'ts. And and I have I practically when I call them I go bathing with <laughs> mixed bathing I go to movies <laughs> uh, yeah oh man <laughs> but I have learned that the Christian walk is not a bunch of don'ts mm. because a lost person can do a bunch of don'ts amen yeah yeah but it takes a Christian a child of God, to be able to be faithful and to serve and to give and to enjoy it all, you know? That just doesn't come from us. It's got to be given to us from God. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Well, you mentioned some of the, you know, some of your small group ladies and how they've been an encouragement to you, particularly in the last 12 years or so. But I I know that you... even in addition to the small groups that you've been in, there have been times when you've had discipleship relationships with other ladies here in the church. Uh, I, I, I know personally some uh, ladies, some in my family, and some that, that work here at Grace Life that would say, Miss Martha has had a big impact on my life. We met and did a Bible study, or we met and did a book study. And so how, how did those things come about from time to time? Did you go out and just pick some ladies and say, hey, you're going to meet with me? Or did they come to you and say, we want someone to disciple us? How, how did that work? Well, both ways. Okay. A long time ago, I do not remember the year, I came up on a praise book. Well, I said, Ronnie, order me. And he ordered me 10 praise books. Well, what I started doing was spending 10 minutes a day just praising the Lord, hmm. not asking for a thing, yeah. just praising the Lord. Well, I found Ronnie had ordered me 10 books, and I found 10 ladies. Okay. That I could teach that book too. Right. Well, when we finished with that, there were other ladies. Then Ronnie ordered me 32 books. <laughs> Here uh, I went again. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And my last lady in, to teach that too, she wanted to do praise book. She wanted to do praise with somebody. Mm-hmm. And then somebody here at the office told her, call up Martha Griffin. So I did with her. Yeah. You know. Has that been recently? That that's a uh, recent one that you well, did. Well, that's that the one? that's the most recent one, okay. but that's been several years. Okay. It has been in the last 12 years. Okay, though. I got you. I yeah. got you. Okay. Yeah. Good. So. But from that spending 10 minutes a day praising the Lord. Oh, brother Matt, what God has not done in my heart because of that. <laughs> if I'm going somewhere to the doctor's office or whatever and I don't have a place to pick up my Bible and maybe my prayer list or whatever, I would grab that praise book, mm-hmm. take that praise book with me. There's been many of days that I did not have time to pray to God, but I took the time to praise Him. Yeah, amen. You know, so there's been many days I did not have time to read the Word, but I would praise Him. Right. So I have become known as a 10-minute person to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say, too. Margot, just, Belinda went through uh, that yeah, class. Yeah, yeah those were some of the ladies class. I was thinking of. So, yes, yeah, absolutely. they were in that part of that class. Well, and I would say, just to, to kind of couple that with something we were just talking about, Miss Martha, at least from, from my perspective, I, I think 
the the ten minutes of praise is one of the things the Lord has used to produce joy in your life. Oh, it has been. When we choose to praise the Lord instead of complaining or uh-huh. grumbling and, or, or something like that, all, all of a sudden the, the Lord changes our hearts. And uh-huh. we, we say, you know what? Hey, I may be in a trial right here, but I can still praise the Lord. Yes. Uh, I was reading Philippians 4, actually, it, it, probably going to preach it here in a couple of weeks, that familiar text that says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And it goes on to talk a little bit about not being filled with anxiety and worry. And I thought, you know what, if, if we have hearts that are filled with rejoicing, then there's not a lot of room for that worry and anxiety to come in. That's right. Right? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I think definitely the Lord has used that to make you a, a lady that's filled with the joy yeah. of the Lord as you've praised him. Yes. For, even if it's just 10 minutes a day. That's right. Right? That's so, right. Yeah. And wow. so I've got... Uh, a prayer uh, instead of having a prayer list, which I do have that, but I've got a praise list. And when I first started off putting down things to praise the Lord for, it, Brother Matt, sad to say, I had one or two things, and you know it. I thought, well, where, what else am I going? But I turned and got into the Book of Psalms. Yeah. And so today I have two pages of praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Right. And most of it is verses. Right. See? Yeah. Most of it is verses. Amen. Amen. Well, Miss Martha, you're part of the, the elder generation here at Grace Life. Um, and obviously we have a—you've uh, you've been at Grace Life now long enough that you can see a, a, another generation of young ladies coming up um, in the context of our church. And so, you know what— <sighs> Would you have any exhortations, encouragements for the young ladies at Grace Life Church that you would say, hey, look, as you continue to be a wife, as your mom, as you continue to live for the Lord in your younger days, what, what are two or three things that you would say, hey, here's some things the Lord has taught me, and I would encourage you to also participate in those? Well, I have to go back to submission, first of all, and okay. a lot of women don't like to hear submission, but I feel like the Lord has really worked in my heart these 12 years because I was so submissive to my husband. Right. I did the right thing, right. you know. And so, and then another thing that I would encourage women is to pray and keep their mouth shut. <laughs> God uh. has showed me, just since we've been going through the mandates, and I've loved those. They've mm-hmm. been so good. But at this age in life, I am just supposed to pray for my children and keep my mouth shut. Let them live their lives just like I lived my life. Right. And Ronnie and I chose to break those old habits with God's help. Right. You know, and come out from under two families that were just headed to hell. Yeah. So for a lot of ladies, and they don't want to pray and wait on the Lord, mm-hmm. but that is so important, and it is important for me right now, you know, so. Yeah, good, good, good exhortation. And I feel, you know, I find that that's less worry right. if I, you know, Lord, I am, I am to pray, yeah. you know, I am to pray. And that's uh, another thing that's been a joy to my heart is as I've gotten older, going out to visitation and all, I don't, I don't do that like I used to. But I take my church plants and my, my list of church plants and partners and missionaries that we've got, and I've shared that with my Sunday school ladies. I have really zeroed in 
on praying for these people mm-hmm. because that's how that I'm going around the world now. Right. Yeah. You know. Amen. That's the only way I can do it now. Right. And really pray. So I've got them divided up. I pray for like 10 a day. Right. So I pray for everybody, you know. Yeah. And it's just been a blessing. It's mm. been a blessing. Amen. So. Amen. Let's let's talk about play school just a little bit. You know, 42 years. Talk to us a little bit about how children 42 years ago are different from children today. What have you seen through yes, those years? Yes, they, they are. There is a lot more discipline today than it was a long time ago. Discipline needed or discipline D- that you're... Discipline needed. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> discipline okay. that you have to do, yeah, right? right? You have to dole out the discipline, okay. yes. Right. Yeah. Yes, that is one of the areas that I have really seen. And parents, children have changed, but parents have changed, you know. Hmm. Parents nowadays, it's more about being popular and that sort of thing Hmm. rather than learning 10 verses a year, you know. Even, Even this happened this year. I was so tickled this little girl could not talk plain, and you had to pay close attention, and you really just had to pull it out of her. And it was her day to be leader. It was her day to say her verses. And it did take a long time. But I kept on, and she had learned, and I was so shocked. When I told that dad, I was ready to turn cartwheels, you know. (laughs) And that dad just said, oh, you know, like, Oh, (laughs) I've changed, I guess, along with the play school kids. You know, I I know that the discipline I do, God would punish me if I did anything else in correcting them, I feel like. You know, he's just shown me to stick with what we started off on, and we have two main goals— the Word of God and teaching them how to live in the big world that God's made and put us in till He comes back for us, and then getting them ready for kindergarten. You know, those are our two goals. I did have somebody to call me up one day and wanted to know would we like to have dance here, you know, so they'd come in and teach the little ones how to dance, you know. And why well, I didn't have time for that, you know. God said, if you do that, you'll have to leave off the word. Now, just and which one? What, what would Ronnie say about if you're teaching these kids dance? <laughs> Ronnie wouldn't like it. He would say, stick with the word, That's stick right. with the word. That's right. Yeah. Oh, God has reminded me of that so many times. I have been, you know, many times. I know, uh, you know, being a graduate of the play school, but then also my four kids have yeah. been through Miss Martha's play school as well. And, I, you know, I, and I think you alluded to this earlier, Miss Martha. I know one of the ways that it seems like that whole play school, preschool thing has changed is there, you know, from 42 years ago when there probably were not a lot of options. Well, today it's big business yeah. almost, you know, and, and and you know, there are some wonderful programs out there here in our, our city as well. I, a lot of those tend to lean towards we want to get them academically ready, yes. which there's there's nothing wrong with that. But I know for Kristen and I, when we were, you know, at the point where our kids were very young and, mm-hmm. you know, we of course, we wanted them ready for kindergarten, which is something you do. But we also wanted them learning scripture and we wanted them yeah. to learn that. Hey, when Miss Martha says no, that means no. Yeah. And if you go ahead and do it, you might get a little spat on the wrist. I yeah. mean, you know, we wanted the discipline part of it as well. Yeah. And so, 
you know, that was something that was very important for us and something you provided for our children at a young age. And, um, you know, we had a lot of funny stories. I, I know you have the little the faces with the colors and there was uh, the one I remember off the top of my head was Rudy Red I think yeah. you know and yeah. so we, we could kind of reinforce our, our kids don't be Rudy Red at home just yeah. like Miss Martha won't let you be Rudy Red there right and yeah. um, Buddy and Brown was one yeah, we yeah, used yes, in our there house, you go right? and yeah. so yeah. you know the <laughs> the character side of it and the teaching of scripture was something that we valued and yes. and again not that's not to disparage any other preschool or play school program but that was something that was unique to what you were doing in play mm-hmm. school and something as parents, we wanted that, right? So I, I hope that we see even more that that desire that, yeah. um, you know, kids are going to learn all sorts of stuff in school by the time they're 18 or 20 or however long it is. But getting them started yes, with the foundation right. of God's word, it, I don't think there is anything more important than that, right? Yeah, I don't think so. so either, Brother Matt. Yeah. That is the beginning. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's when they are so young that they'll just soak it up, you yeah. know, 10 verses. That's a lot for four. Well, I can't even get my Sunday school right. leaders learning <laughs> 10 verses, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's just a lot. And then Psalms 100, that's the longest one that we say. Mm-hmm. But God has used those verses in so many ways. I'm telling you, it has just been... Mm, like when I taught them the Ten Commandments. And when I came to number seven, I thought, what in the world am I going to do? You shall not commit adultery. <laughs> well, law me, I went over into my mind, you know, well, how can I explain that? Because I tried to explain every one of them. Right. That one, I said, uh, Daddy is not supposed to have uh, a girlfriend after he and Mom marry. They're right. not supposed to, you know. And so one little girl went home crying. Grandmother picked her up. And grandmother said, what's the matter? And she said, well, Miss Martha says I couldn't marry Papa and I was going to marry him. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You never know what you'll get from a young child, right? So. And out of those 10, they were so quick to learn number seven. Hmm. And, you know, one day I said, God, I don't understand this. Why? Out of all, and it was just like God said, I'm going to use that yeah. in in these children's lives. Maybe right. with Dad later years, maybe sure. with themselves. They didn't know. I don't know. But, um, well, so. and it's, uh, you know, I, I think of a, a pastoral hero of mine, John Newton, who, of course, has been dead for a very long time now. But, you know, part of his testimony, he had a very ungodly dad, uh, but he had a very godly mother that by the time he was six, she had taught him a lot of scripture. She had taught him hymns. Now, John Newton would go on to not be converted until later in life, and he really lived the life of a rebel for many, many years. But when the Lord began to work in his life and the Spirit of God began to move in his heart and convict him of his sin, it was some of what his mother had taught him before he was six years old that began to come back into his heart and the word of the Lord that he had memorized all those years ago, the Spirit of God used that to convert him. And so you know, you never know what a four or a five-year-old, we may not see that fruit for 10, 15, 20 years, but you never know what a verse in play school or a, a Ten Commandment lesson, you never mm-hmm. know when the Lord is going to take that seed 
and, and water it a little bit, and then ultimately bring gospel fruit forward from it. Mm. And so, so it's a it, it's a wonderful thing to think about. It it, it really is. Yeah, a, yes. You have to kind of step back and take the long picture, the long term view of it. But uh, yeah. I, I love the thought of, of of these young people. Many of them who are not even members of our church, they're unchurched, but they they come to your play school. Yes. You're very clear that you're going to teach them the word. You're going to give them some discipline, and you get a year or two with them to make an impact on their lives. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I had a teenage boy, and I, and I don't know who he was, you know, but he came up to me one Sunday night in church years back and hugged my neck. And he said, uh, Miss Martha, I don't know whether you remember me or not, but I remember Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens yeah. and the earth. Amen. Oh, I could have just started squalling, yeah. you know, it just yeah. got me, you know. Amen. And then he just walked on off. I never, yeah. did, I didn't get to talk to him. I don't know who he was but those things are a blessing to my heart yeah i bet when they come back and um they remember yeah amen and then of course that the day the dad asked me was i adding to the word you know that was one of my funniest little stories you know because uh i would say feet on the floor fanny's in the chair that was when we were sitting in those little metal chairs and they were easy to turn over and uh, so we said that so many times that, as we said, Genesis 1-1 in the beginning. Uh, so this dad questioned the little boy, said, son, have you been learning any verses from Miss Martha? And he said, yes, I have, Daddy, Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, feet on the floor, fannies in the chair. <laughs> and the dad came to me and he said, Miss Martha, what is this? You add to the word. <laughs> uh, that's good. Well, Miss Martha, you know we've spanned from 1977, I think, 78, I think, when you said you came here, all the way to 2022, and look forward to seeing how the Lord's going to continue. You got your 42nd year of play school coming up, and of course you're continuing to serve the Lord in yeah. small groups and other ways here at Grace yes. Life. And yes, uh, I, I appreciate your example. As one of the elder saints, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I know, but way, I'm there. But one of the <laughs> elder saints here at Grace Life that is is continuing to serve the Lord. You yes. haven't quit. You haven't. You're not yes. resting. You haven't decided, hey, I did my thing. Let uh-huh. somebody else take yeah. it. And we need more examples of that in the in the local church today. Mm-hmm. So thank you for your uh, service to the Lord and for your service here at Grace Life Church. Well, brother Matt, I have enjoyed it. I really have. It has just been. I'm just where I need to be, doing what I need to be doing, amen. and God is blessing me. Yeah, amen. So well, I have no complaints. I love, I love my church. I tell my people all the time. Uh, people lost relatives mm-hmm. just doesn't realize the importance of a church in their lives. Right. They think it's to get married and have a funeral, you know. <laughs> but, uh, uh, oh, my goodness, what I have come to realize, how important the church is. Mm. Amen. Yep. Yeah, amen. And even if it's, if it's the best one you can go to or the closest one you can go to, I've shared with several people. You just go to it yeah. and see what God will lead you to do there. God will use it in your life, even though it may not be what you would choose to go. But if that's the best you can do, you go. Yeah. You know. Amen. So. Well, that's a good a good spot to wrap things up with Miss Martha's Grace Life story. Went from learning a lot of don'ts 
to learning a lot of dues, and not just learning those dues, but then participating in them and serving the Lord in a multitude of ways here at Grace Life. So I hope you've enjoyed hearing a little bit about Miss Martha's Grace Life story, and we'll be back with another one soon. We hope you'll join us again next week for another episode of My Grace Life Story as members of Grace Life Church of the Shoals share their stories of redemption and grace. To find out more, visit gracelifeshoals.org. This podcast is a production of Grace Life Media.